killed a lot of monsters. None of them lived in the sea. Hello, and welcome to another edition of League Lore and More. Uh, we continue our Bilgewater series this week with Pike, the Blood Harbor Ripper. Uh, a very interesting character, um, and definitely a very popular champion uh ever since his release he um is the 141st champion in league of legends released uh on may 31st 2018 and he is a, an assassin who plays in the support role um there were a couple of metas where he was played in mid and top lane, uh, but now he is almost only a support, and his abilities, uh, we will get into those, his passive is called, uh, before I get into these, I think I did this exact thing last week, but he is a human figure, um, there is some artwork that depicts him um, with darker skin, um, but in the game, he is a spectral phantom-like figure. Um, he carries um, a, a blade of some kind. I, I'm not entirely sure what they would call it. Um, we might get the answer to that uh, throughout the episode. And, um, and that's basically kind of it as far as appearance-wise. So not something that is super distinguishable, um, but more so when he uh, is in the game, because he looks different in the game than kind of some artwork that gets done for him. Um, a skewer, that's what it's called, uh, a skewer. His passive is called Gift of the Drowned Ones. Pike's maximum health cannot increase except through growth per level. Instead, he gains one bonus attack damage per 14 bonus health. So if I buy a ruby crystal in the game, which gives me 150 health, that will not increase my maximum health. Instead, I will get one attack damage per 14 bonus health. So that ruby crystal will give me between 10 and 11 damage. Uh, Pike gains one movement speed while in the river. Um, that probably scales with his level. Um, Pike restore, or stores 9% of the post-mitigation damage he takes from enemy champions as gray health on his health bar. Increased to 40% while there are two or more visible enemy champions nearby. He can store up to 80 gray health. These all have modifiers, so it's 80 plus 800% bonus attack damage gray health with an upper cap of 55% of his maximum health. While Pike is not visible to enemies, he rapidly consumes the gray health to heal for the same amount. So to explain this, he you, you take damage and then it's gray health on your health bar. Um, now if they do permanent damage to you, if, the, if they do your entire health bar, you die, right? But um, say you get away with like 100 health, um, 
you're gonna have this massive bar that's gray health and like as soon as you're out of enemy vision they can't see you anymore it starts rapidly recovering that health amount uh, his Q is called Bone Skewer. Uh, Pike charges, um, and the charge slows himself by 20% for 3 seconds to increase Bone Skewer's range over the first second of the channel. Bone Skewer can then be recast at any time within the duration. On the recast, Pike hurls his harpoon in the target direction and deals physical damage to the first enemy hit and pulls them toward Pike during which they're also revealed and then slowed by 90% for one second. Recasting or releasing the ability within 0.4 seconds causes Pike to instead thrust the blade instead of throwing it out with the chain. He thrusts his blade in the target direction, dealing the same damage to the closest enemy champion. If the charge is interrupted or completes without reactivation, Bone Skewer is cancelled and the ability is put on full cooldown, but refunds 75% of the mana. His W is called Ghost Water Dive. Pike submerges into water for 5 seconds, entering Camouflage and gaining 40% bonus movement speed that decays over the duration. Attacking or casting abilities ends... Ghostwater dive immediately. Enemy champions within 1500 units of Pike are alerted of his presence and whether he can execute them with death from below. His E is called Phantom Undertow. Pike dashes in the target direction, leaving behind a phantom. After one second, the phantom homes back to Pike to stun enemies around it and those it passes through along the way for 1.25 seconds enemy champions hit also take physical damage so you'll dash forward there'll be like a clone of you in this case it's called a phantom that's left where you were and then after the time it snaps back to where you then are and stuns anybody in the path his ultimate is called death from below pike marks the target location with an x before striking it executing enemy champions within the area that are below um, a certain health threshold. Other enemies hit and enemy champions above the threshold are instead dealt a damage amount. If death from below hits an enemy champion or at least one is killed inside the X by an ally, Pike will blink to the center of the X. For the latter case, Pike can also recast the ability within 20 seconds at no cost. Each success, successful execution grants one uh, item called your cut to the last assisting ally instead of its natural assist gold. In addition, Pike is granted a your cut for each enemy champion killed inside the X by an ally during death from below's cast time. So it is a way to increase gold for your team um, uh, by ulting people and executing them, um, it'll just increase the amount of gold that you get for each kill, uh, which is a very powerful ability. Uh, I thought they might have patched that out, but as far as Pike getting one, because he's already getting the 300 for the kill, um, but I'm not sure. Um, Pike uh, is one of 23 champions in the game without a single ability power ratio uh, on any of his abilities. Um, 
which isn't necessarily a unique thing if there's 23 of them, right? Um, his name is a, a pun on the pole weapon and the predatory fish. Um, it could also come from Pike, which is the capital of the Iron Islands in um, Game of Thrones. It, they are a, you know, an island, I guess, you know, archipelago. Um, that is one of the great houses of um, Westeros. Uh, they are ruled by the Greyjoy family. And um, they also worship a deity called the Drowned God. Um, so those are possible origins of um, the the name. Um, but without uh, saying too much more, um, without, you know, getting into what we actually are here to do, um, I hope you learn something as we hop into the biography and the story. And um, thank you so much for, for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. As a youth, Pike started out, like many in Bilgewater, on the slaughter docks. All day, every day, monstrous creatures of the deep were hauled in for rendering in the butcheries that lined the waterfront. He found employment in a district known as Blood Harbor, as even the tide itself was not strong enough to wash away the red slick that ran constantly down its wooden slips. He became well acquainted with the trade, both the gruesome work and meager paychecks. Over and over, Pike watched heavy purses of gold being handed to captains and crews in exchange for the daunting carcasses that he and his fellows would hack into saleable chunks. He became hungry for more than a few copper sprats in his pocket and managed to talk his way onto a ship's crew. Few individuals dared to hunt in the traditional Serpentile's manner, launching themselves at their targets to secure tow hooks with their bare hands and beginning to butcher the creatures while they yet lived. Fearless and highly skilled in this regard, Pike soon cut a name for himself as the best harpooner a gold kraken could buy. He knew meat was worth pennies compared to certain organs from the larger, more dangerous beasts, organs that needed to be harvested fresh. Depending on the difficulty of the hunt, each sea monster commanded its own price, and the most desired by bilgewater traders was the jawfish. From its razor-toothed maw, priceless sacks of saphalite were covered Across were coveted across Runeterra for various sorcerous distillations, and the small flask of the glowing blue oil could pay for a ship and its crew ten times over. But it was while hunting with an untested captain that Pike learned where a life of blood and guts would land him. Days into their journey, a huge jawfish breached, opening its maw wide to reveal rows of saphalit sacks. Several harpoon lines secured the beast, and though it was far bigger and older than they had in than they had encountered before, Pike leapt into its mouth without hesitation. 
As he set about his work, a deep vibration began to stir in the creature's cavernous gullet. Roiling bubbles broke the ocean's surface, and the entire pod of jaws began to push against the tethered ship's hull. The captain lost his nerve and cut Pike's lifeline. The last thing the doomed harpooner saw before the beast's jaws snapped shut was the look of horror on his crewmates' faces as they watched him being swallowed alive. But this was not the end for Pike. In the deepest fathoms of the unknowable ocean, crushed by the titanic pressure and still firmly trapped within the jaws' mouth, he opened his eyes once more. There were blue lights everywhere, thousands of them seemingly watching him. Tremulous echoes of something ancient and mysterious filled his brain, crushing his mind, showing him visions of all he had lost whilst others grew fat. A new hunger overtook Pike, one for vengeance and retribution. He would fill the depths with the corpses of, corpses of those who had wronged him. Back in Bilgewater, no one thought much of the killings at first. For so dangerous a place, the occasional red tide was nothing new. But weeks became months, and a pattern began to emerge. Captains from many ships were found carved up and left out for the dawn. Barroom patrons whispered it was a supernatural killer, wronged at sea, gutting his way through the crew manifest of some damned ship called the Terror. Once a mark of respect and celebrity, the question, You a captain? became a cause for alarm. Soon it was the Calkers, too, and the first mates merchant officers, bankers, indeed anyone associated with the bloody business of the slaughter docks. A new name went up on the bounty boards, a thousand krakens for the infamous Blood Harbor Ripper. Driven by memories twisted by the deep, Pike had succeeded where many have failed, striking fear into the hearts of unscrupulous businessmen, killers, and seafaring scoundrels alike, even though no one can find any mention of a ship named the Terror ever docking in Bilgewater. A city that prides itself on hunting monsters now finds a monster hunting them, and Pike has no intention of stopping. My list just got longer. The short story we are going to read for Pike is called Then, Teeth by Matt Dunn. Mazier is sprawled on the rotten planks, waves lapping at stone underneath. Her slowing heartbeat pumps blood into the seawater. She stares, unblinking, at the shanty dwellings above and the stars beyond. Pike studies her face once more. Mazier's dead eyes stab at his mind. A drawling vessel, foremaster with tattered seals, sails, waves the size of mountains. Long hair and high sea wind, dozens of faces on deck, watching, blue eyes, Mazier's blue eyes wide in disbelief, then teeth. Not Mazier's pulley whites, gunky sword-sized teeth crisscrossed the boat, losing light, closing, in the jaw's mouth, lifeline slack, cut. The tongue was too slick. Eyes stung with sweat, fingers finding no purchase. Get to open water, swim, swim. The jaws' teeth clamped shut, then pain, then darkness. Ship was gone. So were the eyes, Mazier's eyes. 
an able-bodied sailor. I, she was there. She cut my line. Pike nudges the body with his boot, gazing downward all the while. He nudges her until she reaches the edge of the dock. One more kick, and Mazier is floating. The sharks are quick to feast, circling, snapping. The ocean never wastes time. Gulls shriek, their warbled cries caught on the wind as Pike finds Mazier, abled-bodied sailor, on the list. Red ink strikes her name from the parchment. The last name on the terror's crew manifest. That's it. No more names, just a lot of red crosses. Where did I get all that ink? A feeling gnaws at Pike, restless, unsettled, and unsatisfied. The churning lurch of bile in his belly. He can't be done. There were too many of them there, on the decks. Maybe he got the wrong manifest. Maybe it doesn't even matter. They let me die. So many hands. So many times. Another sound. Not gulls. Not waves. Not teeth closing. Not the voice in the back of his mind screaming out. You're not done. Over and over and over. Not the music he remembers from the swimming city all those years ago. It's a new sound. A real sound. A here and now sound. Pike looks with his living eye and sees wooden stairs sagging under heavy bootfalls. A thick-set man walking down toward the moored, bobbing vessels. He stops when he sees all the blood. His hand disappears into his jacket, pulling a flintlock, keeping the barrel of the gun close to his chest ready to aim and fire, like a bloody idiot. Pike steps into the moonlight. The man looks like he's seen a ghost. The skin around his mouth clams up tighter than a dock banker's coin purse. His eyes go wide and quivery, like jellyfish, like calm water catching a breeze. Who's that? He yells. Come find out. The flintlock is aimed at Pike's head. Then comes the flash and the bang. The shot is true, but it splinters wood because Pike is no longer where he was. He's in the mist. He falls apart into salt and drops of water. A fine man to a fine mist. He heard they call him a phantasm. They're half right. The heavyset man reloads. Sweat bead beads his wrinkled brow. In those precious few seconds, Pike is all around him in the in-between, somewhere behind the air itself, studying him. Those fearful eyes, crap brown, his beard wild and white, sagging jowls, crooked nose, cracked lips, the way his earlobes are cauliflowered from countless dirty tavern fights. Looks like a captain. The man reeks of sweet, prickly fear, good old boot-quaking terror. Smells like a captain. Pike needs to be sure. He takes form. He was always a big man. Now, with the baleful glowing eye that the sea gifted him, he feels larger still. Tell me your name, he rumbles. The man didn't expect anyone to appear behind him. Nobody expects that. Maybe they do in fantasies or nightmares or the stories they tell in bars, but in reality, everyone just craps their pants and falls flat on their face. And this heavyset captain is no rule-breaker on that count. He trips on his own stupid boots and rolls down the stairs like a sack of tin victuals. Pike takes each step slowly. A Noxian galleon is moored at the dock. Traitor ship, or traitor ship, 
Is there a difference? He guesses not. You got till I get to the bottom of these steps to tell me what I want to know. The man wheezes, his wind knocked clearly into someone else's sails, gasping. A fish on land, chubby hands reaching out. I remember you, said White Knuckle Grip on the deck rail. Step. The man tries to stand, but his knee bends the wrong way. Step. You were watching. Step. A wharf rat scurries close. Dinner time soon. You were smiling. Sputter. Tears coming now. Please. I don't know what you're talking about. Step. Name. Now. Becca. Beak. Beaknid. Pike pauses to consult the manifest, one step from the bottom. All the red marks, all the crossed out names. There. Beaknid. Midshipman. Uncrossed. Clear as day. Must have had the paper folded wrong. Beaknid. Yeah, I remember you. You were there. I've never seen you before. It's my first night in Bill. People can't lie with a hookman's barber lodged in their cheek. They can't beg or trade facts they don't have. Fine tool, the barber blade, made of tempered shark bone, keener than steel, sticks in real good, snagging on bone and flesh, struggling only hooks it deeper. As Beak is learning, his eyes are really afraid now. Those eyes stab at Pike's mind. The memory rises like a tide, and he opens up to let the waters come crashing through, drowning out Beak's gurgled pleas. A jawling vessel, foremaster with tattered sails, waves the size of mountains, ragged beard and high sea wind, dozens of faces on deck, watching, crap brown eyes, Beaknid's crap brown eyes, wide in disbelief, then teeth. Keep a man down long enough, and the girl becomes his kingdom. All right, so we have a good old case of retribution and revenge and making whole what, uh, what Pike feels he is due for being abandoned by his crew uh, in the mouth of the jawfish. And, um, yeah, I mean, you can't get a more Bilgewater story than that. Um, man abandoned, wronged, comes back, kills everyone. Uh, seems like we've had that story uh, at least once so far in the Bilgewater uh, storyline. And, um, yeah, so in the game, he's very, he's kind of just all green or, like, the color of, like, I guess, seawater, that, that greenish, um, color that you might know, um, head to toe is, is that color with him, plus, the, you know, clothing that he might have on, um, so, you know, definitely not a human anymore, right, he's a phantom spirit, uh, being, that is capable of 
manifesting in the physical world and is on a rampage killing a lot of people and um maybe adding names to his list uh that weren't necessarily on the terror maybe not who knows uh nobody's gonna ask him that um that does bring up something in my mind though uh that the ship is called the terror um that is a fantastic uh miniseries um or i think actually they're doing more seasons so it's not a miniseries but um called the terror uh i think it's on hulu um it's about a couple of ships one of which is called the terror uh who are trying to find the northwest passage uh basically to sail up through antarctica and out like in around north america um and they get trapped up there and it well like everything that happens in each episode isn't you're true but like it, it's a historical event that these ships went up there and, and got lost and nobody really knows entirely what happened um to the crew and everything we they did find the ships in pretty recent history um finally at the bottom of uh, of the ocean where they end up where they, where they were getting where they got stuck um back in the 1800s um but it's very fascinating very it's it's kind of like a thriller slash horror type um show um horror isn't really a a good word for it but you know you're i guess thriller um but yeah i would recommend watching that um anyway that will do it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and uh we will be back next week and we will potentially have a bonus episode tomorrow um posting posted late tomorrow um uh, due to the world championship for League of Legends currently going on, the uh, the plan phase will um, be ending on the, the the day that this one is posted, October fourth, um, and then we will be uh, we did it last year with um, my friend, um, where we draft um, into two teams all the teams from. Uh, worlds and then you know we get points for that team winning a game and you know advancing to a certain stage in the tournament and so on and so forth um and then we see who won and at the end so we'll be doing that again and um uh if if we can work out the the timing um but um yeah so thank you so much for listening and uh we'll see you around You're on the list, but at the very, very bottom.